millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Crystal Andrews from Daily Mail Australia. And I'm Josh Moss, and you're listening to Obsessed, where we discuss the biggest moments in reality TV and try to figure out why we're all still so obsessed with watching normal people find fame on screen. In season one, we're talking all things Love Island Australia 2019. Josh, it's the end. The finale episode, it is, it's over. Let's start with our winners, the actual king and queen of the villa, Josh and Anna. That was a really nice, sweet moment. I I feel like the people who should have won did win. So there's a justice served there, you know, if... If one of the other couples did it and won, I would have felt so like so ripped off and would have been questioning the whole world and how it works. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that Josh and Anna did win because I feel like couple in love, you know, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. They've been together the longest. I felt they were the most genuine couple in the whole series. I really believe their relationship. I believe their love. I don't know if I want to believe it, but it's, it seems really... It just seems nice. They seem comfortable with each other. I genuinely do think they've found that connection with each other, which is so nice to see because it's probably the only real relationship that seems to come out of this season of Love Island, hasn't it? Ooh, backhanded slap with that one. I was like, wow, she's really leaning on there. The only (laughs) couple that's real. (laughs) I feel it's natural with those two. You know, you can see them getting nervous around each other, which is really, really good. They met each other's parents on Skype. Oh, That's such a natural way to meet the parents for the first time and meet the family. Yeah, so everyone meets their parents, don't they? I am glad they won. I think that they will probably be together for a decent amount of time, you yeah. know, in saying that last year, the winners were only together a week, but you know, we couldn't forecast a, uh, a secret girlfriend running a business on the, on the inside. We'll wait and see for the next two days if anyone yeah. comes out of the woodwork. <laughs> for the others, I think that there'd be no complaints that they came second and third. I think, you know, Aaron and Cynthia, at the start, we were talking about, you know, Cynthia not being able to find someone, you know, what was the what was the deal with that? Is People there... were so mad that she didn't get chosen on that first episode and then she made it all the way to the end. Yeah, and she found that guy that, you know, suited her perfectly. They seemed to gel really, really nice together. You know, some people are questioning whether Aaron's genuine or not. We can't really know that for sure just yet. I mean, the next few days, weeks, months, that will play out for us. Obviously, we'll be able to see if they, they last the distance. But yeah, I, I think that, you know... What should have happened, happened. The other couples seemed really over the moon for Josh and Anna, though. Like, I think if anyone was to win, every other contestant wanted it to be be them and could see how real it was. I do want to ask you a question, though, because obviously part of the grand finale moment is deciding whether or not you're going to keep the 50 grand all to yourself or split it with your partner. Come on. Nobody is going to keep it to themselves. I know. I was thinking, like, do they just scrap that whole, like, keep the money or give the money thing? No one's going to do that. And even if they are, you're not going to say it on national television. Like, come on. Can you imagine if Josh just goes, you know what, it's been a great experience, but I can't really see, you know, Anna lives in Melbourne. I live in uh, Sydney. 
I just can't be bothered. I'm going to take the money. What do, what do you reckon would honestly happen? I think there'd be a bit of a stunned silence <laughs> because nobody expects that. It's almost a forgotten moment on the show. Like they announce that, that you know, this couple's won. Everyone's so happy. There's hugs all around. And then Sophie's like, there is one more thing. To, <laughs> yeah. There is one more thing to do because nobody even cares at that point. Like just give them the money. The thing Don't I make f- them do this weird <laughs> Oh, will I? Won't I? Oh. The thing I found really funny is Sophie was like, there's one more thing. And everyone knew. And Anna did this deep breath like she was really having to think about it. I'm like, what the? You know what? If I if I won, I would say, yeah, I'm going to run with the money and like joke. And then five seconds later, I'd say, no, nah, of course, I'm kidding. But like. How do you think Amelia would have reacted to that if you, <laughs> if you guys had won? She knows I jeer up a lot. So she's probably going to know that that I'm joking. But sometimes she doesn't know that I'm I'm winding her up. So I reckon they need to scrap that whole Will they take the money? Will they choose love? Because I put on my story last night. I'm like, do you reckon anyone will ever just choose the money? You're just not going to do it, are you? (laughs) Even if you're not going to continue the relationship outside of the villa, you've got there as a team to the end. So you're going to split it. It is only fair. I don't know if anyone's that evil. Come on. In saying that, do you think if Grant Crapp had the option to take the money, he possibly could have because it was up to Taylor. Taylor said, do you want to split? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I still don't think you would have. Yeah. Can you stand there and look that person in the eye and say, this is for me, goodbye? 50 grand though. No, I'm joking. I'm I'm really curious to know like what, I mean, there are are a couple, they're sticking together, they're going to do this thing, crazy young kids in love. What did you guys do when you came out of the villa to try and be a normal couple and not a couple that was sharing a space with like 10 other people and being watched 24-7. The first thing we did was we went for breakfast. We were like, let's just do something completely not because we hadn't done that. We hadn't gone for breakfast. We haven't gone for a swim. We Never actually been on a date. Not a real date. Not a not real a, day. Not a proper date. Yeah, with like 10 cameras. So like <laughs> every time I was walking into a room, I was checking the ceilings in the corner for cameras. That's how like like I was like so. Just become completely yeah, paranoid. Yeah, just like looking for them. Yeah, we went for breakfast. We just hung out. We went for a swim, went for a coastal walk and we were like, wow, this is so nice. Like not to be mic'd up, not to have to talk, not to have to repeat our conversation three times. And I don't have to say it again and say it in this <laughs> yeah, way. Now yeah. say it in another yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're the woman of my dreams. Um, <laughs> um, Wait, so you're saying it's fake? No, 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 no. Like that stuff's true. But like when you have to keep saying it, you're like, because you say it, you know, naturally the first time, like, oh my God, say that again in a sort of different way. And you're like, oh. So yeah, we just, and the good thing was we could lean on each other for different things, you know, when we were learning how to manage all this new, you know, public profile and stuff like that, we could talk to each other and say, hey, how did you deal with that? Or what'd you think of this? Or, you know, how did that interview go? Or are you feeling stressed out? And because everyone, there's all eyes on you now. Mm. So like whatever you do, you know, there's going to be a, you know, a thousand Instagram comments. There's going to be you know, stuff online, you know, daily mail chasing you up. So, um, <laughs> no, but you know, we you, do that a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's just like anything you learn to, you learn to deal with it. So they're going to be fine. I guess Josh and Anna are lucky because they also have Luke, right? Like he knows exactly what they went through because he was there. So it's a little bit of extra support as well in their family, basically, which is quite handy. Yeah, he got out, what, a week ago? So he can sort of tell them, hey, this is how I dealt with it, so this is what you can expect. When you leave the villa, you're, you're the, the big boss of the show comes and talks to you in, like, a room and just explains to you. Gives ba- you a debrief. A of little like, debrief yeah. of what public perception is of you, you know, what you're going to get online, how to deal with all interviews, you know. Have something in your head because you're going to get asked the same five questions 50 times. So sort of have a general answer you can give so you don't really have to think hard about 
every answer because everyone wants to know the same thing, the same five questions. They still come up. I think the one thing that I would be worried about if it was me is all of the interest and then like the pressure on that relationship because now all of the people who've been watching and voting for them and loving them together want to see that continue and it's almost like in the eyes of the public, you guys are bonded for life. This is it. You're together. You're in love. Nothing's allowed to go wrong. You're not allowed to break up. Like it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you see comments like, oh, my God, you guys can never break up or like... You're so perfect together and it's like just guys Oh, my God, goals. When can I find a relationship like yours? I'm like, oh, my God. Or like, you know, when when you're proposing, like I get that all the time. Do you really? All the time, yeah, on YouTube comments, Instagram comments. And, like, it's good because people are, you know, nicely invested into our relationship. But also it puts pressure on for sure, like especially the winners, you know, the winners are the... the the couple that that won, they're the the golden couple, the the one that the public loved the most. Like you know? we decided, you were the best. Yeah, you're the this best. This is the best relationship. You know, so so if you do have a bump in the road, you know, it puts massive pressure because then you start to think like, oh, you know, if we break up, how many interviews I'm going to have to do? How much? It's going to be this backlash. big deal, like this big thing. It does put a lot of pressure on you, but then at the same time, you don't want to force the relationship. So I feel like you just got to be true and honest to yourself and the relationship at all times to to make it work. Because if you're forcing things. It's never going to work, no matter what relationship you're, you're in. So Dating Advice 101, Josh. <laughs> Next podcast. I'm here all episode. Yeah. Da- <laughs> one more. One call. more. One more. <laughs> now that the show is over, I feel like we can speak honestly about how the reception oh, no. has been. And it's been quite interesting because I don't think this season rated as highly as definitely I thought. I and mean, we spoke about this in the first episodes of the podcast, how we thought this was going to be really huge. And we've yeah. been wrong about so much we, stuff we on really... this podcast. I, people write on my DMs like, hey, love the podcast, but you and Crystal are wrong on everything. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Um, you're not wrong there. Do you like... know what? It's funny because we don't agree either. So we're both wrong about each other yeah, we... and wrong about the situation. Yeah. I know. What, what did we say? We were like, this show is going to be amazing. It's going to blow the socks off the Australian public. I think it could be the highest rating show in history. Didn't even like compete with The Bachelor. No. Like, so the ratings oh. were, were pretty consistently low, which kind of does pose an interesting question. Like why? Compared to last year being so strong. I mean, obviously, fantastic casting of last year. Aside, yeah, present that... company included. Yeah. But I just can't figure out. What went wrong? There was definitely not as much drama as I was expecting to see. And I think that might have turned a lot of people off in the early episodes. If you don't really get some friction in that first week, people are not going to come back for it because they think nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of factors that play into why this the show didn't rate as well. I think, yeah, as you said, cast is a factor. Um, I think location is a bit of a factor. I think the cast was great, but they didn't give me what I was expecting to get. I wanted more of that friction. You know, they really pumped up Cartier's religious beliefs. We didn't get a lot of that apart from a couple of questions with the truth bike. Vanessa, I think, was gone too soon. She was a really interesting character and brought something to the villa and And I think her exit was way too early to kind of keep the show going. The other thing, I don't know that the challenges they had early on were spicy enough. The really good ones came towards the end. Like I loved the one where you had to guess who was saying things about you behind your back, if they had maybe brought that forward. The challenge where you had to decide what percentage of the Australian public thought certain things about certain contestants. That was amazing. That kind of stirred things up a little bit, but... Other than that, they were a bit lame. Like, 
They were. What was with that weird challenge where they had to act out scenes from what seemed to be like the beginning of a terrible porno? I didn't get that. (laughs) Why are we watching this? Yeah, I think they just tried something different with that one. I don't think we've seen that one in any of the Love Islands. I think they were just maybe trying because the show wasn't doing so well. They might try to pull a cat out of the bag. Try and, and mix try, it up. Yeah, try try and mix it up. I think that it might come down to the cast is just too nice to each other. Yeah, you know, I think you know, as as weird as that sounds, they're too nice. Like on our season, you know, you've got Erin. She's the most savage person you've ever seen in your life. Eden Grant are, are almost punching on every episode you've got Jackson who's a stripper and he's saying outrageous things doing strip shows the list is endless you know Millie Aaron didn't like each other you know Teddy came in there was a scandal Grant's got love triangles coming out of his ears like (laughs) (laughs) there was just so much happening and and people always say to me must be so good when you guys all catch up and I'm like we don't catch up everyone hates each other in our cast. And, like, it's kind of sad because I would have liked to catch up for a big drinks with everyone and reminisce on, like, our crazy times. But no one's friends. I can't keep up with who hates each other because it changes all the time. Like, and you can see that in this cast with the exception of maybe a few people here and there. I can actually imagine them all hanging out, right? Like, they are very friendly with each other and quite invested in each other's journey and not wanting to step on too many toes. It was all very civil. Yeah, so I saw a couple of the Love Island crew a few days ago on that Tanologist event on the island. Not sponsored. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said the brand. (laughs) Yeah, and I was having a chat to them and they were saying like, yeah, we're all so close, you know, we're all catching up, we're all friends, you know, like, who do you guys catch up with? And I was like, we don't, we all hate each other. And like, that might be a factor, you know, because we butted heads so much, people are drawn to that. I think they're all just too nice. Speaking of poor ratings, I was uh, skimming through the Daily Mail and saw an article On season three, will it or won't it? It doesn't look promising. Do you reckon it will or it won't? I don't think with the ratings that they've got, they could bring it back again unless there was some crazy twist on the format. If they're going to do something really different and almost position it as halfway between an old show and a new show, that might work, but the ratings just weren't good enough. And in that article that you referenced, and we'll pop the link in the um, description of this episode, uh, represented from Channel 9, basically confirmed that the decision has not been made, which to me doesn't seem like a great sign. If you if you knew that you wanted to crack on with season three, you'd be really upfront about saying that, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd want to build suspense straight away and be like, yeah, it's in, you know, we've got it in the plans, can't tell you where it's going to be, you know, going to be bigger, better. And encourage know. people to apply as well, like right off the back of that's, yeah. that's surely the best time for applications immediately after the existing season finishes. Yeah, I think there's a problem with it because our show was mainly on digital, it was on Nine Go, which is the sister channel, Channel Nine. It's the less known one. So they've they've made a massive push for season two, which is on the main channel, Channel 9. I mean, they had big plans for it. You know, I, I spoke to a lot of representatives of Channel 9. They had big plans for it to do really well, you know, as, as you thought it would have done well. You know, we thought it was going to do well. So I think the problem is now after a poorly rated season, backing up from our season that did so well, where do you go from here? Do you, you can't really put it back to 9Go because then you're taking a step backwards. Does it have the right to go on the main channel again, you know, with those low ratings? You know, they could probably find another show that could rate better in that time slot because that was prime time, what, five days a week. What about the weather? Oh, <laughs> It didn't look God. great, did it? No. Well, I spoke to, yeah, someone at Channel 9 yesterday afternoon, someone who's 
pretty high up with the show and they were telling me that out of the 33 or maybe 34 days it filmed, it rained 20. Oh, my God. So basically it's two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> of sun that you need to capitalise on yeah. to get these guys like out there and doing interesting things. Yeah, I mean, on our show, it rained once the whole time we were there in Spain, one time, and it was like 34 degrees and sunny every day. I think that, you know, if it's beautiful weather, it's sunny, people are tanning outside. I don't know, it just brings a better vibe. If it's kind of overcast, it looks like it's about to rain. It just doesn't look as good. People don't look as good in the cloudy if it's overcast when, you, when you're shooting them. Do you know what I mean? Like when they got their top off, it's just kind of dull and You need grey. those shiny, glistening bodies. Yeah, exactly. You need to lather the oil up and, <laughs> you know, shine and glisten. And um, it puts you in it, like as the contestants, you're in a better mood and you're a bit more up and about, willing to take some risks, try some things when it's you know the sun is shining and you feel like you're on an amazing summer holiday I feel like this year a lot of the islanders and the cast members because they saw our season and and they they watched it all play out I feel like they were trying to almost just control their future in there you know they're like if I do this it's going to come across like this and if I do that it's going to come across like this and I'm not going to lead that person on because I'm going to look like the bad person and I, I feel like you could see a bit of not game playing, but like almost you like... You could see the cogs ticking in the mind, like playing. just trying to figure out what was going to happen at the end. Basically, everybody wanted to be the nice Josh Moss <laughs> of of the season. There's Is that basically one. what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not saying that directly, but like <laughs> that would be just so arrogant. I was just saying that people are trying to like play out their future. They were yeah. thinking about what it was going to be like once they left the villa and try to have maybe a little bit of staying power with the Australian public and build something after. Yeah, and the public are smart. They can see that. They can see, you know, who's trying to do things for image or or whatnot. So that needs to be taken into consideration as well. I don't know how you do that because that's up to the actual islander going in. You can't control what they're going to do. I don't know, maybe some some games or challenges to try and break down that barrier and that wall that they've got up. I have a suggestion. This is what I hated the most about this season. We've gone to hate now. The hate. This is what I hated. It was terrible. The shit lingo in the villa. <laughs> I these. This is a non-comprehensive list of phrases from Love Island this season that, that I absolutely did not like. He or she is my flavour. Disgusting. <laughs> absolutely disgusting. He or she is a hot little number. Rank. Did not like. Vibing. If anybody says I'm vibing that to me in my regular life, I'm just going to turn around and walk away from them. I've heard vibing enough. I've heard chats with intent enough. And lest we forget Matt and Owen barking on the beanbags. That was gross. We need some new lingo in the villa. I I just couldn't handle any of that. I don't know if that was a phrase. I think that was just those two sort of... um Losing their minds. Yeah, losing their minds. <laughs> Sheer boredom. Um, yeah. You know, with every Love Island series, you see a bit of lingo. And, you know, with Love Island UK, they always say it, it is what it is. There's all sorts of things. Yeah, It I, is what it is is a phrase in life, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's fine. Nobody says hot little number except for Matt and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that aside, though, you did mention it a little bit just now. From this cast, some people are going to stick around in like media and public consciousness and some people are going to just fall away. Like it happens with every single reality show. You get some characters that become mainstays and that we always keep talking about even if they don't go on any other reality TV shows afterwards. Who do you think from this season will kind of like stay around for a while and who is already a little bit irrelevant? 
Yeah, you're right. You know, with these shows, some people stick around, some people don't. It, it's tough to to really know who's going to stick around. But from what I've seen and the what the public are, are saying, I think that Anna, she's going to stick around. You know, she's really, really nice, sweet girl. You know, obviously she won, so that always helps. That helps. Yeah, that <laughs> helps. I think she's a lovely girl, you know, very marketable. I think she's going to do quite well for herself. And especially if her relationship with Josh, like if they're together for quite a while, they could be as a couple, you know, quite appealing to the media and kind of be at all the events and, you know, be around for a while. Couple goals, right? Couple goals. Couple Hashtag goals. couple goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always good. You know, they've got a good image. They didn't do anything on the show that's going to hurt them. So I also think Adam, you know, Adam's clearly was the favourite of the whole series. Fan favourite. Fan favourite. So I think he's going to do some some good things as well. He's got his own vibe. Oh, I just said vibe. Oh, get out. <laughs> get out. I didn't out. say vibing. I said vibe because <laughs> it was in my head. He's got his own persona and he's got his own um, sayings. He's very unique. And I think that the public really resonated with him. You know, he was being himself. Um, He was funny. So I think that Adam's going to do quite well for himself. I think Vanessa is going to be around for a while. Again, I think she's the only one who really brought anything interesting or any kind of tension to the villa. And that was definitely a good thing. She obviously has a bit of history with other people in the reality TV space, which certainly keeps her on the pages of the Daily Mail at least. But she just seems to have that something about her that people are interested in and want to watch and she's just got a little bit of that it factor. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's so hard to put your finger on, but I think that she'll be around for a while. I personally really like Jessie. I found her quite funny. She just has that sort of personality that it's not a given, but if she plays it right, she could be another name who we just come to read about and hear about and see all the time in Australian sort of Lifestyle media, I suppose. I don't know if you watched the other big reality TV show finale that was on last night, but Bachelorette, Angie Kent, picked Carlin. He won. Everybody knew the outcome before the episode had aired, which seems to happen to almost every season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I don't know. I don't know how it keeps going so wrong. (laughs) But I do want to throw it back to a story that ran at the beginning of November that didn't get as much interest as I thought it might. I don't know if you heard about this. But apparently a source had revealed that the contestants on this season of The Bachelorette would be paid an additional $100,000 if they proposed on air and their relationship with Angie lasted two years. Does it have to last two years or can it just be a proposal? Is it separate or is it like a deal? Well, you know what sources are like. They're really vague on the details (laughs) and the specifics. (laughs) You know what I find funny about that? So let's just say I was on The Bachelor and I got dumped. I came like fifth. I would just quickly propose to her and say, I want my 100K. (laughs) That's what you guys said. I want it. I want 100K. I'd get... Just an on-air I wouldn't get a rose. I'd say, you know what? Screw it. Will you marry me, Angie? (laughs) Knowing she's going to say no, I get 100K. (laughs) I mean, we hear rumours about this all the time. You know, people on lots of shows married at first sight. Bachelor, if they stay together a certain amount of time, there's money involved. I can only speak personally from my experience. We were never spoken to about maintaining a relationship. There was no chat of money. You know, if you get together a year, it's 50K, two years, 100K. There was never anything like that. Channel 9 or Channel 10, when they're running these shows, they would prefer the couples to stay together because it makes bring makes the show more credible. It's a better story. Yeah, I mean, remember when the Honey Badger didn't pick anyone? Everyone was like, 
Ah, okay. Of course I remember. I mean, I still sh- heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was kind of questioning the show. I don't know if you like remember. Everyone was like, well, what was the point of that? Like, is this show even um, – people started to talk, is this show even ethically right? You know, you've got 15 people all after one person. How does that – how does that work? Is that right to even film that and put that out there? So everything starts to get questioned. So the producers and the, the networks, they want these couples to stay together because it makes the show more credible. Yeah, but how bad do they want it? Do they want it $100,000 bad? Like, Well, not for me. They never, ever mention money. So I, I think that – I don't think that they would do that. I don't think that they would be willing to pay a couple of hundred grand just to stay together. But this is different, right, because – she is a known personality and True. Bachelor and Bachelorette have transitioned to this format where now they're getting the main, I guess, character to be a known celebrity, if you want to call it a celebrity. <laughs> so there's a little bit more invested. And because they had that disaster with the honey badger, they have to go to greater lengths now to make it seem a little bit more legit. Yeah, well, when you put it like that, it actually it could be it could, could be a thing. It could be a possibility for sure because you're right. They had so much, you know, drama and they're getting these celebrities and they're high profile. So I'm struggling to think that it would happen, but I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. And I'm then how, you know, how would you feel? Like how would I feel as Angie knowing that, you know, as the end of that two-year period maybe ticks over, is this guy going to break up with me or was this all just for the money or is it legit? Like what a confusing time. I still find that really hard to believe that they'd be paying people to stay together. But, you know. It's a lot of money. Would what do you, I know? Would you do it if you were a contestant? 100K? Yeah, 100K. How long? How long? Two years. 50K a year. Plus, you know, money you could make off endorsements in that time. You're in a high-profile relationship. <laughs> You've been on TV for, you know, how long does it run for? Seven or eight weeks. Starting to look like a pretty good deal. Two years though. Have you got two years to waste at like 27? You're going to be 29. Uh, okay, I'm 29. <laughs> <laughs> My life's hardly over. I'm 26 as well. I don't know why I said 27. <laughs> I just thought the average age of someone on there is 27. Oh, like what's two, I probably what's two years? <laughs> probably... I'm sold. Channel 10, <laughs> call me. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I wanted to touch on today, I actually did read a really interesting opinion piece about reality TV being a powerful tool to create behavioral change which I thought was like quite a nice idea and not one I thought about too much before but basically this opinion piece talked about how shows like the block can spark trends you know for the block it's in that home and renovation space and then really drive like serious dollars being spent in those industries of course but there did seem to be a divide between what they were kind of categorizing as like skill-based shows so your block, your master chef, where people are showing what skills they have and what they can do. And then another level was like those behind the scenes kind of shows like RBT, which I love, the random breath testing. Love that. Bondi Rescue as well, where it's kind of showing something we all know, but then what really happens. And then the third tier, which almost seemed to be the bottom rung, was your Love Islands and The Bachelor and those love-based shows, which people seem to think doesn't have any skill involved. I mean, what's the meaning of life to find love and, you know, have a family? So, I mean, I think that's the top of the priority right there. Yeah, you're flipping it. It's like that's more important than <laughs> yeah. the home reno show. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to make myself feel better. I can definitely see it creating behavioural change. I mean, is it for the good though? I remember I watched The Block about a year ago and I tried to fix a, a light bulb in Amelia's bathroom and I stood on top of her bathroom sink and it came off the wall and started flooding <laughs> everywhere. 
So maybe that's not like, maybe it doesn't do things for the better. And I said, I'm never doing any handyman stuff ever again because that was just so embarrassing. That was the most expensive light bulb change in the history of home renovation. What's the best thing that you think you've learnt from watching reality TV as opposed to being on it? I kind of learnt that watching all these people on the actual shows with talent, you know, Australian Idol, MasterChef, The Block, all that sort of stuff. It kind of shows me that if you if you put your mind to something, you can, you know, within reason, you can actually achieve some pretty amazing things. You know, you look at a lot of these people on Australian Idol and they've dedicated their whole lives to singing or, you know, the voice. Like even though you can just be a regular person, just a regular normal job, if you love cooking or you love singing or you love building, you can really go to a high level of that industry if you put your mind to it. So I guess it kind of... For me, if you watch them, you can see like, wow, if you really put some time, effort um, and dedicate yourself to a, a skill, you can really excel in that. So that's a, I think that's a good message to send out to the public. From being on reality TV, like with, with Love Island, it kind of taught me that I was pushed out of my comfort zone on so many things. You know, we had to do, this is going to sound ridiculous, we had to do a strip show, you know, in front of six girls on national television. Um, you know, six, we, six girls plus... 400,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like that was with 10 minutes of practice time and never stripped in my life. So And never again. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and then like we had to do a talent show, you know, Mr. Love Island and there was some missing things, but there was so many things and it kind of taught me that if you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, you do achieve amazing things. And like if you had told me before the show that I was going to do any of those things, I would have told you you were crazy. Like that's ridiculous. I would never do that. And then after I, you know, after I did the – the strip, the robot strip, whatever. Like it was just like such a good feeling and it taught me that you can do like as as hard as it may be to think of doing it, if you push yourself outside your comfort zone, you actually do grow because it taught me to self-belief and that you can really just do anything if you really like give it a good crack and put yourself outside your comfort zone and just do it. So, yeah, I mean that's the one thing I learned that you can you can really achieve. Josh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I know. How sweet. I think what I've learned from watching – reality TV and what probably everyone can learn from it. Our reactions to what other people do tell us a lot about ourselves, right? So, you know, Matt really irked me this season, but if I have some self-awareness about that, I can think about why, what it is what is it about him that triggers me so much? Why does that bother me? And if I kind of sit with that and think about that, I can get to another place in my own self-understanding, which I might not normally get because I don't normally come across people like that in my day-to-day life. So I'm exposed to new personalities all the time, people who think really differently to the way that I do, do very different things and make very different decisions to what I do. So it kind of exposes you to this whole new world. And then if you understand your own reactions to that, you kind of go, okay, well, this is what I've learned about not only other people, but also about myself and how I react to things and what I really believe. And I think that's the interesting thing about it. It's like creating a connection with another person, even though you haven't met them and you probably never speak to them, but you still understand something about them and then hopefully understand something about yourself. Wow. So Matt's taught you a lot from this season. Yeah. No, he really has. Yeah. I mean, to be completely honest about it, like the crying, I know we've everybody's been speaking about it. We've spoken about it. It was really irksome to me and really irritating and I didn't find it genuine. But then the more I think about that, is it because 
I am also a product of a society where we expect that men don't cry and that they don't show their emotions in that way. So is that more of a reflection on him or is it more of a reflection on me? And then on last night's episode when they were meeting the families over Skype and his mum and his sister came on screen and he just broke down. Like I was crying too because that was so nice and that was so genuine. I completely believed him in that moment. So that kind of got me to realise, okay, well, if he's been bugging you by what you've seen to be an overreaction and an overly emotional reaction this whole time, maybe you're just being too critical. So I think I've learned something from Love Island. Whoa. Yeah, wow. we got deep. something. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful people can still teach you things. I think that's a nice note to end on. We have had an absolute blast talking about Love Island and all things reality TV for the past six weeks. And Josh, I have really enjoyed going toe-to-toe with you and not agreeing with anything that you say. And we always get it wrong. So, yeah, I mean, we've had so much fun the last six weeks. It's been amazing recapping the show. And even though it didn't rate, you know, amazingly, I think it was still really interesting to talk about and break all the things down, you know, talk about not just the show but things in life in general that reflect in the show. So It rated highly in my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's all that matters, you know. That's what's going to get us a season two of Obsessed. If you loved it, please let us know. We would love to hear from all of you and stay tuned to see what show we take on next for Obsessed. Thank you guys so much for listening to Obsessed. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And make sure you head to Daily Mail Australia for the biggest, best and juiciest Love Island and reality TV coverage on the internet. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 